Alright, thank you everyone for tuning in to Under the Influence, a Seriously Unserious podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest, as seen on TV, Mr. Jack Grady. How you doing, sir? Oh, thank you, thank you. We do not talk about the television appearance. <laughs> Just right off the bat, um, if you don't mind. No, you're good. Um, no, man, it's, it's honestly like, so just getting that call from you the other day that that was insane like just i've sent oh, so yeah. many emails and you know i lots of telemarketers these days so i get a call from no. ohio from you know or excuse me from a place in the u.s oh no you're okay you can i, I live in cleveland ohio <laughs> come get me guys swap me try it yeah right but um no what um like what was so interesting about the whole thing is just how like well, I guess just my question to you is like, what was it like just um, auditioning and then actually getting on stage from there? Like, what was that process like? For sure, I'll give you I'll give you the whole story, sure. right? Sure. Because I really like I I obviously like when I'm in videos I'm doing like shtick, you know, like I'm super angry at them. I thought everything was gonna go great. Here here's the honest answer. So. America's Got Talent. The way they run things is uh, producers kind of act as scouts. And, uh, like, let's say you have a popular TikTok video, they'll send you a DM on Instagram and say, hey, fill out this form, come and audition, right? And it was right as the bottle-ass video was popping off, is when they did that. So I'm like, like, I looked, I seriously looked at all the material I had when they sent me the, the DM on Instagram, and I'm like, I have nothing that would do good on the show. So I just went into the, the you do a pre-audition with, like, yeah. producers on Zoom. I just went in there, I did just stupid shit. Like, I performed, like, three minutes of, like, I did the bottle ass, and I did, like, a bunch of, like, like... Was it, like, your best bits? Well, I I honestly didn't even do best bits. I did stupider things, you know? And I'm like, oh, this will be so funny to tell my friends. Like, I I messed with uh, America's Got Talent executive producers this guy makes two hundred thousand dollars a year and he just had to watch me he took time out of his day to see this yeah yeah and i thought it was super funny and i was gonna like leave it at that right then a couple months later and keep in mind this is like november of 2021 so this has been like a long time in the making started out in august zoom call with uh, executive producers was in november i get a call back probably around april and they're like, hey, Jack, we want to have you on the show. And I was like, no way. That's, no way. So I prepared like a minute, 30 seconds of uh, all ass magic because they really wanted me to do ass magic. All <laughs> you, know? you, you were giving them what they wanted. Exactly. Exactly. And and I performed up on stage for about a minute, 30 seconds. And when it aired on TV, they cut it down to just the bottle portion, which was my closer, actually. But I honestly liked the way it turned out. Uh, Apart from the yeah. response, how was the audience response? So, honestly, <laughs> I like, <laughs> it was very nerve-inducing being oh, up sure. there, you know? Like, you know, so like... I it, it felt like I was like I had a VR headset on, you know, like like it's so it's so bizarre. I just remember how we the the only face I remember I don't I couldn't even tell you if the audience liked it or hated it. I have no idea. 
I just remember Howie Mandel's face was just disgusted. <laughs> you know? I've seen worse. I don't know why they got, like, so, like, like fitty about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, I mean, a- afterwards, too, they cut this out, too. They just kind of made it sound like all the judges said no and told me to go. Because they cut a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, you're, they're, you're up there being interviewed for three minutes at the start and three minutes at the end. They, like, show you, like, ten seconds of, like, the interview, right? Yeah. 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 So I, I went in with the mindset, like, okay, I want to make memes, you know? Like, I'm not going to win the show. I want to make memes. So this was so funny. I, I like, and I normally wouldn't do this because I'm a pretty, like, non-assertive person, if I'm being honest with myself. But it was all the adrenaline. Simon Cowell was saying, like, some real mean stuff to me. And I said, yo, Simon, I'm about to do a Will Smith. And stuff like, uh, because it was right when the Oscars slap (laughs) And I said, like, we'll box on Jake Paul's next undercard. I was just trying to be, like, off the wall. And unfortunately, they didn't use any of it, which really, you know, sucks. But gold right there. Like, I don't even... That's honestly... That probably made the show, honestly, if that would have aired. Yeah, I think it was a little bit too edgy, though. No, that's fine, though. I mean, like, you're... You're playing to your skills. Exactly. I I, I just wanted to go in there, because I knew I was... I thought it was, like, a 90% chance I'd lose, if I'm being honest. And like ten percent, I'd make it through. So I'm like, I, I'll just make it. I'll just make it as wacky as possible. Fair enough, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess one of the main things I wanted to ask you about is why ass magic. It kind of happened by accident a little bit, you know. It's uh, it's uh, cause like, okay, if I'm being honest, I've put out six hundred videos in total. 30 of the 60 are ass magic. So what, are you good at math? I went to trade school. I, I, I withdrew from college. What percent is that? Semester. It's a low. Oh, okay. It's very low. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just a handful of them, but I love, I love, I love the idea of like the, like somewhat character I've created of like a very loud, bolsterous guy who's very confident in himself. And what he does is ass magic. It seems like the most it's like... great. I mean, plus yeah. you are doing like very impressive like card and other magic tricks, you know, like yeah. your other videos to, you know, like just show the case that too. Mm-hmm. So as far as... It kind of happened by accident though, to answer your question. I did the oh, bottle yeah. video and then I, I, I would just throw it in like... Like, for instance, like, in my Linking Rings routine, which is an older... It didn't a lot... It did really well on TikTok. i seen it. Either. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. I, uh, I was like, where do I put the rings? Okay, I'll just clench them over here and then unveil them, like, at some point. And I'm doing the regular routine, and that's how I... Enjoy- and it just got... Like, all those things slowly started to add up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm the great-ass Dini, you know? <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> But when you first started performing, was were you? Or I mean, like when you first started entertaining, rather, was it more so from a magic standpoint or comedic standpoint? Like, what what was your focus? I got. I mean, I got started like my first show I did was uh, when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. But uh, most like the like if you were to do like a total uh, grand amount of time spent on stage. Most of my time on stage was like strictly comedy and it was doing improv, you know? I was part of an improv troupe and 
you know, I'm trying to think. Nah, it was just <laughs> it was nothing special. But no, it was that. That's where most my like. Uh, that's where most my stage presence was probably developed, and I put a lot of that into the magic. You know. Um. Awesome. Um, as far as like the America's Got Talent stage, you know, as you know, that that was a gr- <coughs> excuse me, that that was a huge yeah, venue, right? What would be pretty big size, yeah? What would be like, I guess, later down the road, wh- where do you see yourself performing at? You know, if I'm being honest, like something like the it was at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium, right? And I'd say I probably, like, sat, like, 3,000. I don't know if it was full or not. But I honestly like things that are more, like, intimate, like the comedy club vibes. Like, those are, like, my favorite places to perform at. Yeah. There's, uh, right near me, there's this place called The Shop. And it's a guy with a machine, like, it's a former machine shop. And he converted it into a music venue. Oh, that's it. And, yeah, so it's, it's super punk. I'm trying to set up a show there. You know, and we're going to film it and make it like, it's like a pseudo comedy special, not a full comedy special, but that's something I've been working on. But those are like my favorite venues, like the ones where they're like a little dirty and grimy and like. Oh, that's, no, I get exactly what you mean. It's just like, I mean, the crowd there is just, you know, they're not really, you know, like they don't expect much to begin with. So they're already having a good time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. I love those types of places. Um. How many people usually will like approach you after a gig and are like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, I need you to like, like, have, have you ever gotten like any like bookings or anything off of just people approaching you after a gig like that?" Oh yeah, I mean, when I was doing, uh, when I was really like doing a crazy amount of shows, that's like pretty much like how all the bookings stem. It was kind of like a like a pyramid scheme, you know? It's like no. one show. No, for sure. Starts out with, and then you get two from that one, and it branches out, you know. Now. Are you the one reaching out, or do you have, like, a manager or something? Uh, so right now we're, like, right now my business kind of look, like, looks like, a lot of it's digital, you know? Yeah. That's where I'm really directing most of my, like, resources and time to. I'm working on, like, a full hour, though, of, like, original kind of, like, comedy magic material oh, yeah. to do for stage. Uh, it's going to be workshopped on a mini tour. We got uh, Portland and Seattle uh august uh 13th and 14th and then if those two go well you know there'll be more dates added but i really kind of want to like hone it in i have it like in terms of like i don't have a direct manager but there's like people i work with who set up these things i'm not doing any of the grunt work anymore which that's great (laughs) when i was doing it it was like no i would have figured that like with your following by now you would have had like external help or like third party help yeah yeah, it's not too lavish, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I drive a I drive a Camry with a, I drive a Sentra, homemade dude. homemade uh, backup camera. Dude, I, <laughs> so. I, I drive I drive a stick shift Sentra. That's my Lambo. Oh hell yeah! yeah right? <laughs> well, no, there's like people from my high school who they think like that now that I was on one episode of America's Got Talent, I'm like I can invest in their candle company, and it's like, bro, I I'm not that wealth. Like I don't got money like that. You got the kind of exposure to just like boost their business like that, right? I'm like I can't give you five thousand dollars. 
So you could make candles? What? First of all, you should be giving that to me for coming. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Oh, that's but no, it was... Yeah. It's, uh... The operation is still, like, my kind of operation of how everything's being run. I'd say it's, like... It's, like, held together with, like, scotch tape. But it does work, you know? No, you're, you're running. Small group. And yeah. as far as, like, touring, how, um... Are you trying to do that more in the future? Or what? I want to see how I... Because, like, I... Is it more so, like, what's preventing you from touring more? Because I'm sure, like, everyone has seen you on TikTok. Like, I, like, I think the last time I looked up, you had, like, 11 million likes or something. Yeah, like yeah. At that point, like, a lot of people have seen your face. Yeah, exactly. I... I see, I want to see how it is. Because, like, I've honestly only performed in, like, the Cleveland Metro. You know what I mean? um for the most part like there's other parts of ohio i've done a couple things in toronto but like for the most part never gone to like i've never been to portland i've never been to seattle you know and the fact i'm gonna be going to these cities for the first time you know gonna be away from my dog love that sucker i i'd like to see how it feels you know because like i mean nothing beats perform like killing it on like a live show nothing beats that you know but I'd like to see how it feels to fly across the country and be there for three days, then fly back. I'd like to weigh the pros and cons before I say anything definitive of, That's awesome. you know, 20-city tour. I'd, oh, yeah. My, I mean, do you know, like, your current demographics, like, who your main audience is? Yeah, actually, most of my audience is older than me, which is interesting. Real. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... I think it's, I can't remember how the age demographics work. I mean, most of them are the same. I'm happy to say only like 7% of my audience on Instagram, I can remember that. I don't know TikTok off the dome. But only 7% is 13 to 18. You know, peace and love to all the 13 and 18 year olds, but like, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. No, for sure. They, They just could be something else, but... Yeah, it's mainly, it's like 70% male, 30% female, and I'd say roughly like 20 to 28. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, do you know, like, how far your outreach has been? Like, like how many people, like, per se globally maybe have seen you? So... You see, I don't even know how, like, like with TikTok or Instagram, right? I don't know how yeah. views are counted because, like, let's say you watch the video, right? Mm-hmm. You you save it to your phone, then you come back a month later because you're like, oh, you reminded me of this funny meme, and you watch it again, you know? Uh, I don't know if that gets counted as two views or one views or if someone rewatches the same video, like, three times. Is that three views or one view? I, I don't know. A lot of my videos, too, have been, like, re-uploaded to, like, meme pages. It used to irritate me not so much anymore, but the number I currently have estimated with, like, meme page theft and, like, between Instagram and TikTok is about 300 million views. Not not all, not people, but, like, some of those are, like, the same people watching multiple videos. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. 
Um, is there anyone that you really are looking at, or is there anyone that you really want to look, uh, fuck, is there anyone that you want to work with? Oh, hell yeah, man, uh, Penn and Teller, I'm not sure if you're too familiar yes. with them. oh my god, Oh, hell yeah. Sick. Have you seen a lot of Penn and Teller? I've seen them, like, do, like, the magic busting show, where it's like, uh, oh, yeah. someone will, like, do a trick and they, like, evaluate it and then, like, are like, yeah. oh, yeah, fool us? Yeah, no, I've, I've like, like, literally, like, I don't simp for anybody else but Penn and Teller, like, I mean, it's odd, like, I did grow up with Magic, but I've seen, like, every single one of the shows they've put on for, like, TV. Asking, I was thinking about asking you if you're, like, a Chris Angel or David Blaine guy, but I don't, I, no. I'd probably go with David, David's insane. No, but I, I honestly, just, like, your personality, I would have honestly guessed Penn and Teller, because they're more, like, I guess oh, yeah. they're more, like, the lighthearted type. Yeah, yeah. David Blaine is trying to like, like, scare you type shit. Well, yeah, I've, I've. Have you seen the thing? He did it for Ricky Gervais on one of his specials where he took the needle and shoved it through his bicep. Right? Did you see that or no? I saw the one where he did it through his hand in front of, like. Yeah, see, it's the same. Uh, so it's a sideshow effect called the human pincushion, right? It's 100% real. You're really sticking a needle through you. Right. Exactly where to put it. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, and it's like a whole training thing. I'm working on adding that to my show. To what degree would you do that? Like your tongue or something, or I would do my palm. Okay. I wouldn't do. David Blaine does it with a fucking ice pick. You know, I would be doing it with like a thin needle. You know, like (laughs) nothing crazy. But he, like, he genuinely has, like, a sucker, like, that thick, and he's just ramming it through his hand. I could I mean, not do that. Hollow by now. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got a piercing through yeah, there, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah. No, but with Penn and Teller, I've seen every, like, they've uh, produced, uh, there's Fool Us, there's Bullshit, and they have a bunch of old specials. I've literally seen every single one. Like, I'm, so I know it's lame, but I'm a huge simp. Um, would you like to do any more, or I mean, would you like to do anything, like, on their level, as far as, like, like, television show or anything? Like, what would you like to do, like, as far as, like, dream with your, I guess, magic comedy going on? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably like, yeah, I'd say, I'd say there's two things. I wouldn't want to, like, follow the exact same route as them, you know what I mean? Uh, but, but there's, like, the two distinct things I'd say are I want to have a Netflix special or yeah, like, a, you know, they do the Netflix. Co- I'd like to I'd like to do one where it's purely on stage, you know, nothing like where I'm going up to people on the streets because I don't think that's been done before with like a comedic magician. So, like a so I'd like to try to be the first fingers crossed okay. or, you know, not just Netflix. HBO hit me up. I'll do it. I like your platform. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, and also I'd like to have, like, someone, like, of an adult swim show. There's a working title. We ha- I have, like, a rough pilot wrote up called Jack Grady Mind Molester, but I-, I don't know if I'm in love with the term mind molester, but something something to that effect I'd be happy to do. That's awesome. Um, would you ever do, like, some... So, with the Adult Swim show, like, are you thinking, like, sketch comedy? 
It would be like a. Have you seen like Tim and Eric Awesome Show? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I would say anybody listening should check it out. Yeah, it would be kind of like, like a little bit like abstract, off the wall, like sketch comedy mixed with magic. I. I yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. It's uh, it's very uh, for lack of a better word, Gen Z. I guess you would say. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, but like, as far as TV, would you ever do like another uh, talent show like AGT again, or is that sort of like you know possibly in the future? Or nah. Th- this might, and I'm grateful because like like yeah. NBC did like fly fly me out there. You know, I got to go to LA for the first. It was nice. With with that being said. I think it was like fun once and nothing against their show, but I feel like they overstate the, the boost it gives you in your career being on a a TV show like that. You know what I mean? Like it sounds good, but I don't think like a lot of people, you don't know if you're like, there, like fill in the minutes or if you're like the one with the sob story that gets featured or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like only a few people that go on the show. Like if you're on there for like two rounds, like, it's it's going to take a lot of time, and I don't think it's going to benefit your career that much, you know? Like, I think if you want to make it in entertainment right now, the the real best way to go about it is just really, like, stick to digital, like, just media. new age media, I guess you would say. What What was, like, your inspiration to, like, I guess, pursue this as a career? Hmm. I mean, I've been at it so long, you know what I mean? So it's hard to pinpoint it. I did get interested in magic with Chris Angel, but ever since I really started performing, I just kind of, it's always like developed as like, I'd like to do this, you know? And you want to do your own thing too. Like you're not. Yeah, exactly. Mind freak or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Necessarily. But, um, do you, what do you have coming uh, that people can look forward to. I mean, I know that you were mentioning your tours, but um, mm-hmm. what else can people look forward to? Well, this might sound weird, right? But for YouTube, I'm trying to like slowly start, like I'm dipping my toes in like long form, you know, which is like YouTube. Mm-hmm. How long have you been uh, uploading there? Oh, shoot, like I've only taken taken it seriously for four weeks, probably okay. since AGT. Yeah. But, uh, for, um, did you not get like any sponsorship exposure or anything, or have you gotten that before from that? Uh, I, yeah, actually I'm wearing a shirt for the one sponsor right now. Wild. It's from the guys who made Patreon. They're super nice guys. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. I did a thing and I'm just wearing it cause it's comfy, but they're good company. Uh, what was I saying though? Yeah. I'm slowly trying to transition into YouTube. Something I got coming up. It's like. Kind of like an abstract comedy horror uh, video. Okay. Where I'll spoil a little bit of it, okay? okay? The AGT videos do really good on YouTube. I've done two of them, and like it literally grew the entire channel. Like, so I'm making a third and final part because things should be a trilogy, right? Yeah. But I'm making it seem like an agt exposed video but then it slowly gets unveiled that i'm just like losing my mind 
and I'm kidnapping people and pretending them they're the judges. <laughs> so. No, that's genius. What gave you yeah. Or was that just something that you just like just sort of thought of out of the blue? Well, I really like horror, you know? I don't really implement too much of it into to my videos. Right. But I'm a huge horror fan, so I, I just... I love also the idea of, like, Filthy Frank, you know, back on YouTube, he built, like, that massive lore. And I find that really interesting. Like, I'd like to start implementing that a little bit. And then on top of that, I love... The, there's, like, good clickbait and bad clickbait. You think you're clicking on a video to see America's Got Talent getting exposed, and then, like, two minutes in the video, there's somebody tied to a chair, and they're getting their arms and legs cut off. Like, that's pretty fun, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't mind that clickbait. No, that, that that's definitely that's definitely something people would definitely want to be like, all right, where's this really going? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a term I always use with... Uh, a buddy of mine, Cameron, helps me produce a lot of my content, and we brainstorm together. And a term we always use is pattern interrupt. You know, someone's scrolling through or watching a bunch of videos. How do you shake them out of the loop and just focus strictly on you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, an America's Got Talent exposed video where there's dismembering really like shakes people like whoa what's going on you know i need to pay attention to this yeah right yeah um so you're talking about horror what's uh your favorite um horror genre or i mean like yeah i guess like are you into like psychological Hmm. horrors are you into like thrillers what's like your yeah i have a hot take for a film i really like you know what i mean i like all of it for the most part i like i like a lot of campy stuff you know so like uh like a lot of the slasher genre i'm a big fan of but cannibal holocaust i think it's very misunderstood if you have you heard of it that's a new one for me (laughs) okay i'll explain it if you don't yeah i'll explain it please so there is this series of films coming out in the 1960s called Mondo Films, right? Okay. The British government produced them to uh, show how uncivilized Africa was. But the thing was, they were start like the filmmakers would go down there to film all the Africans like killing each other. But the thing was, they would start the conflicts. You know, you know what I mean? Like they would instigate the conflicts and say, "Look, look at what they're doing." Yes, they're like, yeah. Yeah, and they they were like propaganda films, right? So Cannibal Holocaust is uh, like a commentary on that, right? Where it's the first found footage film, and it's a bunch of these like people going to film a native tribe, and they're doing all this shit to fuck with the tribe, and it's fake, it's staged footage. Okay. But then the tribe gets revenge on them and like brutally kills and eats them you know have you ever heard but like when the footage gets shown to the people in america it's like look at these bad tribe members but then we as the audience get to see all the context before it's fun (laughs) yeah it's 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 a good old time have you heard of um a film i think it's german or swedish or something it's called good night mommy it's on my uh, watch list on Letterbox. Oh my goodness, that one is intense. 
Have you? So you have really? Right. No, I haven't. I spoil it since it's since it's in your watch list. That one, like, it's. You should look up the trailer for it, and like you'll just no. you'll just be like, "What the, f- what the hell did I just get myself into?" You know. I think I've seen other things by that director, but I'm not positive. You know, I really need to get more into foreign horror films because I think that they do it better than some of ours. Oh yeah. When I first saw Paranormal Activity, I was like, "Okay, that that scared the shit out of me." And then now, when I see it, I'm like, eh. yeah. yeah. No, it gets it gets pretty wacky the farther down the rabbit. <laughs> with horror i'll say that i've seen the was... that, that that one was freaky what one? Bad oh the babadook yeah. the babadook's great psycho i really like that one that's in my top 10 probably it's um, a real good one now as far as like domestic ones are you like more of a i guess what's the i guess most compared to is it like friday the 13th and um Halloween, or is it like Halloween and um, Friday the Thirteenth, or like Nightmare on Elm Street? What's like the? What do people always? Like I really like Halloween. Halloween was like the first uh, slasher, I believe. Yeah. That was the one that I the also like. I like the campiness of Nightmare on Elm Street too. Like when he shoves the girl's head through the TV and says, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." Big fan of that. You know. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I remember that. that- Freddy Krueger had so many like, just like iconic one-liners. Oh, I know the dude uh, Robert England who played him. Yeah. They were like off the dome, you know. Some of the you gotta commend them. Um, so, I mean, like some of these actors are just so insane with their improvisation. Just like, like half the script is just like written. The other half is just like, all right, make it sound like it was. Um, you ever see that John Cena clip where he's like screaming at the old man? No, I haven't. Well, it's it's from his show Peacemaker. Okay. And there's like I don't know what's going on. The I this old man's like, why don't you have like a coterie of supervillains like Batman? And he's like, cause all mine are fucking dead. He's like, well that's the problem. He's like, what do you mean? Batman's a pussy. Batman's not a pussy. Yeah, he is. He goes around r- chasing clowns and then you know putting them in jail just so they can break back out again. Me, <laughs> I just put them in the fucking ground. You like old wrinkly you know so whatever yeah it's all off the dome yeah it's all off the dome i'm like <laughs> wow just yeah <laughs> and then i've seen other clips where it's like you know that um clip of adam driver from black klansman yeah yeah they're saying that, that was improvised oh my god <laughs> wow no, yeah, I, think, I, think, I think that that's a joke that they were saying that that was improvised. But just to me, just to like hear people joke about that, I'm like, hey man, he's there. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that he could probably. Lead it. I don't think he's taking it that far. Oh yeah. Yeah. With uh, I mean, with my videos, the way I usually go about it is I'll do like a bunch of improvised takes. Mm-hmm. Like usually, the first like fifteen takes are like I'm not gonna use. But then all the improvising from those takes becomes like, sort of like the, the script has wrote itself, you know? Okay. I know that's a method a lot of people use where it's technically impro- like musicians even use that little pump. He, he'll, he'll freestyle a bunch of times and then take the best part. Makes sense. Not the best example, but. Well, it, it, it's a, I wouldn't compare you to him. I, I would push you like a bit higher personally. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no. 
But yeah, no, that's like the that's a common method I know people use. I use it myself where it's that slowly writes the script for you. No, that's good. Just like get yourself in the rhythm of it. Yeah, exactly. It's like let's say I, you know, take one, I do XYZ thing, it's it's funny, it hits. I'll I'll keep a mental note of that and do it in the next take. And then in the next take, this thing comes along. Okay. You know. Yeah, for sure, just building off your best. Right, right. That's great. Um do you have any card tricks you can show us? Oh shit, man. Let me see. I'm like trapped in a maze of wires. That's no problem. Hold on. Hold on. Shit. Let me see if I have anything over here. <laughs> what up, pimps? Two rings. Solid steel. Boom. Don't be disappointed, Mom. Spent my life doing something meaningful. No, I don't have any. I, I'm sorry. I don't have any cards nearby. I could run to the other room. No, you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. If you want. Maybe. Okay. But, circling back to your live shows, how often have you been doing them? Or are you been, have you been trying Late, to do them? Lately, I've been keeping my like head down and writing. You know, I at least devote like probably two hours a day to writing. For every 10 things I come up with, maybe there's only one thing that's usable. Okay. Um, but lately I've just been writing. I've been in that stage, the pre-production stage, you know? Gotcha. So, yeah. What, was, what has been your biggest motivator to basically continue? Like, you said that you've been doing this, like, you've basically been doing your magic since 8, and then you've pursued it to this scale large enough to, you know, be on TV... And now, that, you know, like, you're planning out all these tours and stuff. What's been, like, you know, your main driving factor in all of it? You know, like, the best way to put it, I'd say, and this is gonna, this might sound deep, might not sound deep. I don't know. You can be as philosophical as you need to be. <laughs> to be or not to be. No, um, I, like, honestly, like, this is gonna sound like depressing, but I'm trying not to make it sound depressing, <laughs> so don't misconstrue it. But like I've worked uh, like for a long time, I was a lead at a moving company, right? And I've also been a pharmaceutical courier, <laughs> you know. And like no matter what I would do professionally or personally, it's always came back to this was the only thing I felt like I could really do good, you know. And I'm not the best, for sure, but it's the only thing I, I'm able to really excel at, you know? And sense. it's a shitty thing, it's this and not maybe neurosurgery, but... I mean, it's your passion, it's, and you've been... Yeah, exactly, and it just, something draws me to, you know, it's hard to exactly pinpoint it. So you said that you went to trade school, what were you studying, or what were you, what, what um, occupation were you going for? Uh, radio and television. Yeah, so so it was. It's valuable though, like even today, because I I know how to work everything on the back end pretty well. You yeah, know, like production and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And no matter how big I get with the social media stuff, one thing I will never let go of is editing, because 
Yeah, I mean, because, like, that's really where, like, and it often, like, because you're not thinking about it when you're watching the video, essentially, but, like, that's really where, like, a lot of the the secret sauce for the videos comes about. Because, like, when I started really, like, when I started adding a microphone and, yeah, like, for for the first four months of me making videos it was literally record on my phone mm-hmm. upload straight you know yeah. just because I, w- I was like oh that's what you need to do for i, I had some stupid thought oh tiktok and instagram won't promote it as much because they could tell it was edited on computer it's all stupid yeah. thoughts but like right when i started adding like a microphone in and really like going ham with the editing using what i know like that's really like when things got exponential so that that's like one of my strongest suits is that editing side of things did you ever do any like training as far as like editing software to that degree or is that just uh, you just figured out on your own well i learned a lot in like school okay. um but a lot of it like with i use like the adobe suite okay. you know so like after effects and uh premiere um it's like half and half self-taught like actually like that's good stuff i learned in school so as far as like um with your growth and everything what would you recommend to people just starting out for sure i would say like just because like it it you're definitely not overnight but like just to see like i've seen your face a couple times to now i've seen it almost all the time for sure yeah i'd say i've been at this for a year you know yeah yeah and i'm gonna list the things in order of importance you know and a lot of them they're gonna be tropes that people have heard before but they're, they're tropes for a reason so number one is like just start doing it you know because i thought oh if I want to make it, I need to post on the internet. Like, that's the way you need to do it. Yeah, right. And I just put it off. I just put it off. I go, oh, I'll do it next week. Like, the biggest thing is you don't need to have a plan. You need to start doing it. Yeah. When you start out, you're going to look dumb, you know? People from your school are going to be looking at you like you're some... Or people at your school or work or wherever you're at are yeah. going to look at you strange, you know? Like... Because there's nothing less cool than an unsuccessful YouTuber, TikToker, Instagram per Like, you know what I mean? So, so getting over that hump and actually doing it, that's number one. Okay. I would say number two is everybody... I would get a tripod and like a little mount for your phone. Yep. Don't buy any fancy camera equipment. And put that in front of a window where the sun's at, you know, pointing to. And you'll have beautiful lighting in your videos, you know? And start putting things out after that. Just keep on hustling. Like, I mean, put out, I, like... Like, personally, like, I, I did... I'm doing exactly what you're telling. You know, like, I, I yeah. invested in the equipment. I got the tripod. I invested in lighting. I invested in, you know... <laughs> but, um, it's a nice mic. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm definitely trying to have people, you know, actually come in and sit in. You know, like, definitely, if you're ever in town, when you make it, you know... Hell yeah. South, you know, to tour, like, you gotta drop in. And, yeah. you know... Is it basically just like the consistency of quality content or just content in general? Because I feel like if people get too... I, I was talking to a buddy 
who um, was basically recommending that people should, in the beginning, focus more so on just quantity over quality, and then as you find your rhythm, you'll find the quality in between. I totally agree with that, because, like, you need to, one, like, you need to, one, find out what works for you. Like, I can mainly speak to short form, you know, like podcasting. It's a, somewhat of a different space, but when it comes to short form video, like what I do, like, I really think, like, when I started out, I was posting eight times a day. You know uh, what I mean? It's great outreach, you know, as far as... Yeah, and I mean, now I'm at, like, five times a week. Like, I've definitely scaled it back. I couldn't do that, you know, now. But it's really, like... Like, everything will develop. It will come. You know, if you if you really wanted to dig up my first few TikToks, they weren't that great, you know what I mean? A lot of them are super cringy, you know? I can't even watch some of them. And the thing... You can find actually a compilation of them on YouTube on my YouTube channel. Quick little plug, but dropping the link. Yeah, you <laughs> you really you really gotta look you really gotta look stupid though. Like that that's really what it boils down to. And like for instance, once you've posted like let's say you post thirty videos, right? Odds are one of those in TikTok or Instagram. One of those is probably going to do all right, you know, like a couple thousand views. Then you know, oh, this is what does well. Okay. You mimic that, then, oh, you find out this does well, and you just repeat, you know. Like, yeah. kind of what I was saying earlier with, like, the whole Astini character kind of developed. Like, everything about the videos I make, it all, like, slowly, like, developed over time, over the past year, you know? I don't think it's at its conclusion yet. It might not ever be at its conclusion of what they'll become. So, but the biggest thing is, like, yeah. just starting, you know? When you scaled back from, you know, like, eight or so posts a day to five posts a day, what what would you say you're... Oh, it's five posts a week. Five, I'm sorry, five posts a <laughs> week. Yeah, 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 no, I couldn't handle... Yeah, yeah. Five a day, but yeah. Five posts a week. What would you say the um? I mean, like, what's the average view per video? Now that I mean, like, you're on this scale and you're doing five times a week, which is great. What is the you know views out of that five days a week? Uh, Focusing on you know the editing and the actual videoing and everything. Yeah, I try to make sure it's all. Uh, and I mean, obviously, I fail sometimes. You know, I'm always trying new things, and when you're trying new things, you're gonna like fall flat on your. I failed today, bro. With today's upload, I wanted to see if I could do something that was pretty much no magic and uh, completely carried. And and the way I did it didn't quite work out. You know, it was lower produced. I was trying something out. I won't go too much into it because I'll ramble. But um, keep like those flop videos up just for you oh yeah no well with instagram you can with tiktok i make them to friends only when they fail horribly and then with instagram i'll just make it to reels only so only people in the reels feed will see it but um yeah with what was the question again i'm sorry (laughs) it was um like with your oh what do the weekly views look like yeah so on average, every video I post now between all platforms, it will average 2,000 views in the first week. Okay. Uh, depending on the video, like how good it is. Yeah, we'll go. It will go above. Above that, if it's a good one, or it will stay on that. But that's the that's the average. Mm-hmm. 
Um, per week, it's probably like five million, something like that, because there's like a prior catalog, and also things from the prior week start, because Instagram, a video, like it will hit my original, my main audience, and then like two weeks later, that's when it hits like everybody else in the world, you know? Yeah. So it's really hard to dictate it, you know, what's what. Have there any been, like, any major celebrities that have, like, reposted you? Uh, cold ones? They... Or just anything, like, you know, well-known names like that? Uh, Max Mofo. If you're familiar, cold ones on YouTube. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. They commented, they didn't repost, but, uh... A few people, like, big in the magic scene, like Chris Ramsey, Eric LeClaire, Alex Boyer. Yeah. Yeah, so they've... Oh, okay, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, he he just shared a video of mine the other day, and it was, like, super trippy, because, like... I thought it's... I, I watch a show a bunch. Are there uh, so. magicians or comedians that you really want to work with? Like, given the opportunity uh, or the right circumstances? I mean, most of them don't even make sense, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I really like Bo Burnham. I'd love to work with Bo Burnham, but what would him and I do? <laughs> you know? I mean, he could, like, make it dramatic with, like, piano riffs. Yeah, I know. I don't know if he could make anything good. That's the thing. <laughs> but I'd love to work with him. I'd love to meet him, at least. But... I mean, he'd be a good oh, producer. Shit. What's up? He'd be a good producer. Oh, yeah. He's not, like, actually involved in the act. He'd be a great producer, you know? Yeah, for behind-the-scenes stuff. No, that's yeah. great. So, um, is there any... You said that you were moving onto YouTube. Do you ever do Twitch or anything like that? I'm not... Are you trying to move into YouTube to, more? Like, uh, I have, like, a small community of, like, fellow, like... In, the term influencer is so gross, it's but... Really, no, it's nauseating to me, too. Yeah, but, that. but fellow fair. content creators. Yeah, and a lot of them have tried to do Twitch, and it just the conversion isn't there. I think, and also it's it's just not something I'm too interested in with Twitch. Okay, you know, personally, like I I watch a lot of Twitch. It just I couldn't really see myself doing it too much. I, I would like to do like one or two, like I would like to do a live show once a year on Twitch, something like that. But at that point, since all my audience would be on other platforms, why not just do it on that plat? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because you need to be consistent. So do you know it wouldn't make sense. Like, like what the steps would be to get in contact with Netflix? Like, I feel like I feel like that there's a lot of opportunity to meet with Netflix, but not so to have it actually published. You know, yeah, I'd wanna, I'd wanna have a proof of concept. You know, so like in September we're shooting. It's gonna be like, it's gonna be at that venue I was telling you about the machine shop. We're gonna be shooting like a pseudo special there, and then depending on how that goes, you know, then you could say, hey Netflix, I got this proof of concept. It did well on these platforms. Is it essentially like a Kinda, yeah. It would be. It's gonna be like a. It's gonna be like a full special, you know, with multiple cameras. Oh, gotcha. 
yeah, like a comedy special, but at the dingy punk venue. And if it does well on the internet, then I could go, hey, Netflix, I did it once. I could do it twice. You know, that kind of thing. Nice. That's awesome. Might not work out, but I, I, I'm happy with whatever, you know, comes at this point because I'm already farther than I thought I'd get, you know? Have you become, like, I don't want to be too personal about it, but has this become, I guess, like a financial, like your number one supporter? Like financially, your content. It, yeah, it's most my income now. That's awesome. And is that just being, yeah? Is that just coming off of like your views and stuff? Uh, yeah, views. Uh, I mean, sponsorship is the main one. Okay. But also, uh, yeah, a lot of it does come from. I also license out some of my content too. I make money that way. That's awesome. Like companies posted on spotlight or oh, facebook wow. meme pages and i license it to them that's one way but then i also do for like additional safety net income i do work uh like part of my old job still yeah Where, what were you doing like as what were you doing before before you like became you know before you like actually around and became reliant on your content yeah i was I mean, I still do it very much so part-time now, though. Uh, deliver uh, prescriptions. Oh, that's good. Not too glamorous, but, like, Money's you good. know, it gets paid through their Medicare, you know, and it's... No, I bring it to the house. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. But, I mean, that's great, though. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. still, you're still hustling in between your hustle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th that's definitely something that I should do and i think way more people need to do especially you know right now not yeah i'm very i'm very tight with my money <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very tight with my money yeah you know so i i really like until i'm like certain i will if every like let's say like i don't know i get hypothetically canceled i think that word's kind of annoying and overused but canceling is really only something that you let happen like i think you're really yeah once you apologize right because then they win right yeah i mean it, well if it depends it depends what it's for you know obviously like, well, I mean, like comedians especially like dave Chappelle, yeah. i mean his was more political but you know like he, he didn't it, it was all you know set in good fun it wasn't you know out of offense I think that's what people are yeah. realizing, and he didn't, you know, succumb to, you know, having to apologize. Like Netflix, you know, still offers him specials, still doing his own thing. Yeah, kind of what I mean is like if I like, I don't know, do a manslaughter, you know what I mean? Like I don't know, like just make you a pariah or something. X Y Z. Like let's say I I accidentally don't want to get morbid, but I hit a child with my vehicle god forbid please never happen if i got canceled for that i'd be like yeah that makes sense something, something deserving yeah yeah i'm sense. not gonna be doing a james charles and messaging minors anytime soon but um <laughs> the shade was intentional um yeah no i'm not gonna be doing that anytime soon Oh, what was that? Could have been that like cheer show guy too, whoever his name, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them. There's Tony Lopez. Uh, I know. Don't, don't get me started on it. I'll go. I'll devolve. I'll devolve. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, and and I also try to like, I try not to make uh, jokes that would be 
I very very rarely dive into anything political just because I feel like, like I, one I think it's overdone. That is a joke. Yeah, I think it's overdone too. Like, I feel like I wouldn't add anything really of substance, you know. And sometimes with the hyper edgy stuff, I do think it gets lazy. Like you're kind of like a, a little lazy with it. That's my own personal opinion, though. Like, like that's just sort of like sort of just low-hanging fruit to just talk about i mean some of it like it can be done very gracefully you know yeah like like how do i put it like i think a lot of people do it with like like just for an example somebody making like a joke we'll we'll use fat people for our example right Mm -hmm. somebody makes a joke where the punchline is uh Oh, I told a bunch of mean jokes about fat people. They're all mad at me. Thank God I can outrun them. Something like that, I think, is kind of, like, lazy. It's not that funny. You know, it's kind of like a groan laugh. But uh, Jimmy Carr, who's a comedian I really like, has a great joke where they say the camera adds 10 pounds. Well, why don't you stop eating fucking cameras then? I think that's a great joke directed towards... And it needs to be done gracefully, and I'd just be worried diving into. I I don't think I'd be able to do it fully gracefully. Like I, I stick it in my lane, kind of. There's people who can do it well. I don't know if I'd be one of them. So I got that in terms of the anti-cancellation. The fact that you've been going a year strong and you've had this kind of outreach is, like, I mean, it's. I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, Fantastic. I'm thrilled. Better than anything I could expect. So. so, what? So, I guess just to remind people, what do we got going on the rest of the year for you, or what can we expect besides you know, looking forward to the post, looking forward to you know, hopefully seeing you in our lo- in our city near you, you know. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, we might have to wait till 2023 before I'm in a lot of cities, but. Yeah. <laughs> But in terms of the year, uh, I'd like to kind of, I'd like to start building a little bit of a lore, more of a lore with the content, you know, on YouTube. Going to be doubling down more on that. Um, And also on top of that, you know, just more live stuff, specials, you can come see me live, Portland, and where else am I? Seattle. (laughs) No, that's great. 13th to the 14th. Get your tickets in the link tree, baby. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, it's just really perfecting what I'm doing, you know? That's great. No, I mean, that gr- growing just is a constant thing. And, you know, yeah. I'm personally, like, I've spent more money on this than I thought I would. And I'm, you know, still just looking forward for the payback. So, like, like you said, yeah. you know, it's really just the grind. Yeah, you won't get paid for a long time. No, and I'm... That's one thing. Yeah. You know, I probably, like... I mean, like, if you've added up... It's been my fu- It's been a good majority of my income for... I don't know how long. Um, less than three months. It's been a majority. Above uh, 70%. Yeah. But if you added up all the time I've worked on all of this like hours and divided it by the amount of money i made it would probably be like 
a non-union warehouse job like Amazon. It would probably yeah. be an Amazon income if you divided it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's fine. You're living off it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Uh, but there's like a... And on that note, I was going to add, though, for the first seven months, it was zero. You know? Yeah. Like, zero dollars. I mean, that's fine, though. I mean, yeah. there are some people I know who have been trying to break out for years, and they just aren't... They just haven't been able to get paid from it yet yeah i mean the biggest thing really with that and again circling back is you know it needs to be consistent you know putting things out and adapting what you're putting out like if like i mentioned like you're posting let's just say three times a day i think that's the most manageable for people starting out you post three times a day for a month you don't miss a day if nothing's working out, then you gotta you gotta figure it out. What am I? Does my camera quality suck? Do I have a bad microphone? Yada yada yada. Okay, it's nothing technical. Let's see what somebody else I want to like. Say you're a singer. Let's see yeah. what the other singers are doing. You know. And for you, was TikTok just basically like? Was that just sort of like the most convenient way to get your uploads out, or what? What was your inspiration for? I guess not necessarily inspiration. What basically navigated you towards TikTok? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say with TikTok, I felt like it was the most low stakes. If that makes sense, like there was a low chance anyone I would know would see it. People ended up seeing it pretty quick, though, unfortunately. But um, it's not a bad thing. You got quick exposure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with it, like. I, I just felt like it was the easiest one to break into. How it ended up playing out is I had one video go mini popular, I'd say, like 50,000 views. Okay. And then I had one do like half a million views. And then it was like pretty much dry for a, li- for a good while, okay. you know? Um, it overwhelming, like just getting that kind of viewership and like just people tagging you type stuff? It has gotten, yeah. Um... It's not too bad, though, I'd say. It's hard to conceptualize sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, what It's hard to conceptualize what a million views is, you know? Yeah. It doesn't... Individual pe- people or... Yeah. yeah. The, it, it loses its hit slowly, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, it becomes like... You know, the first 50,000 views felt, like, insane, you know? Yeah. And now, like, if I get, like, 50,000 views on an upload, I'm like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? And I know that might sound like... Well, I mean, that's like, just scale you've reached. Yeah, it, it, I don't want that to sound, like, narcissistic no, by any means. Relative. But, yeah, no, it's... Like, if this gets and one thing that's... For me. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's, like... Unfortunate about it is when I have a bad upload, it like ruins my day. I'm like, Hannah, don't talk to me. I upload, it's just did bad. It's like, it like really, it really, really gets, it really gets in your head, all of it. You know, when a video does really good, it's like a super high, but like with, with that high, it dwindles each time a little bit. But um, I'd say it's overall a positive. How have you been able to navigate, I guess, your personal emotions, you know, around the likes and the shares and everything, you know, whether it's going viral and stuff like that? I mean, like, is it for you? Are you trying um, 
keep them separated just so you're not being so, I guess, not necessarily work-centric, but I guess yeah, just sort of like that. I do love the process, don't get me wrong. For it's sure. not like, it like doesn't feel this, like a job. Like you're doing this for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but with what I usually do, if it's just like a video, if it's a video I really like love, you know, I love the concept, like, if I shoot it, I watch it myself, export it, and I'm like, oh, I love this video. Like, my Linking Rings video, that's like one of my personal favorite yeah. videos. I've done just because it. I really like it. It it feels like a interdimensional cable kind of cutaway thing, you know. It's really out there. And I, when I uploaded it, I was so proud of it, but I didn't look at it for like a week. I didn't want to know how it was doing, and it did very good, you know, which I was super happy about. But that's usually how I'll go about it. I'll upload and not look if it's something I'm super stoked about, and. If it's just one I think will do good, but I'm not, like, as, like, in love with it, I'll monitor it like crazy. No, that's great. I could be unhealthy about it. Not gonna... <laughs> just, like... Say otherwise, but yeah. When you first broke ground, and then, like, you just... I mean, like, when you first got your first viral hit, and you started posting more often, is that just sort of, like, what you, like, would rely on to get you through the day? Just like, okay, how's this doing? <laughs> Well, yeah, it really, it really was able to give me something like to be passionate about, like coming up with ideas. When it started, it was more so like, okay, this didn't do good. All right, let's come up with the next idea. But now, like, I'm like, okay, why didn't this do good? Because like slowly over time, when you're doing this, and it took me a long time. Like, there's some people who are able to like figure the shit out so quick, you know. But you develop an eye for what works, you know? And the only way I think you can really develop that eye is just consistently doing it, you know? Posting. I've never but, been a fan of the overnight like, sensation type thing. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some people I know who have been overnight sensation. Yeah, like, that I've met through this. You know, good for them, especially if they got, like, yeah. the but, you know, then there's, you know, like... A bunch of people like you know like the island boys and stuff like that where it's like oh my goodness what what did i just watch yeah yeah no i mean it's it's uh yeah i'll, I'll just finish up what i was saying you you eventually develop that eye for what works good and yeah. you know when that eye fails you it's like an existential crisis okay. <laughs> yeah um how have you have have you been able to find yourself like still pretty humble about the whole process oh yeah it's it's like whenever i get recognized in public it's like insane to me you know i'm i'm just as surprised as them you know how often has that been happening nowadays um it's a few times a week it's nothing crazy i don't get swarmed at like a the mall you know but like Yeah, it's nothing like that, but someone will, like, come up and say, like, hey, we take a bottle, becomes a... And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, and also, it's funny, because they don't know I, like, live 
in the town, you know, because I don't live in, like I live in the burbs of Cleveland, you know. And they're like, you, bro, what? You live like <laughs> a mile from me? Like I know you, basically. <laughs> yeah, I know you. You go to the same Target as me. Uh, but yeah, no, it's. And also, I try to like. And sometimes I'm bad about it, but I try to like anytime somebody sends me a DM. I try to respond to it. I don't respond to the some sometimes people just randomly share like a video that has no relation to me. I don't respond to those, but I try to respond to everybody as best as I can. Do you get tagged a lot <laughs> every day or stuff like that? Or not yeah. every day, but I'm, you get tagged pretty often now. On TikTok there's a bunch of these things where it's like tag your third at, which is like when you type in the app button. I get tagged in millions of those, and it annoys me because I just don't like content like that. I don't get the appeal. Tag your third at, or or no, it would be something like, would you eat this gross hot dog or kiss your third at? And I'll get tagged in that. I'm like, bro, what? Um, where was I? But yeah, that 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 stuff just irks me. What I love is when somebody tags me in a video that I can, like, react to or stitch. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they're giving me kind of, well, people don't do it too often. Because there isn't that much stuff I really can that makes sense. But, like, when it happens, I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. I got something to, like. I like the stitches that you do where it's, like, one person does a trick that's semi-similar to you. Like, with the rings or that, or the, uh, yeah. and you're like, you know, you get, like, real pissed off. It's like, wait, that's yeah. my shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well those videos do really good yeah. and like i try i've tried to find like stuff that i can do it with never comes up you're just so original <laughs> well there's nothing i could even <laughs> but people yeah. find it like because tiktok and instagram they're so expansive so like shout out the audience for that but like Honestly. i don't think i mentioned this too like i don't have uh i've never had a build-up of content you know what i mean like everything I put out, it's made on the same day. It's made an hour, but it's finished. As soon as I click export, I I upload. Like I don't have a bank of content. Okay. So it's usually like, like the most I've been ahead has had like three ideas. Usually the whole process is happening on the day. So when somebody sends me like, tags me in a video saying, "Hey, this is at Jack Grady Magician," you know, I'm like. I have fucking content today. I don't need to think about that, you know? That's great. So, yeah. It's like they're doing your job for you almost, like the research part of it. <laughs> yeah, partially. No, that's awesome. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, and I think that this has been awesome. I'm very happy I was able to grat to, you know, get you. I'm happy that, you know, Pleasure's mine. called me. Fuck the virtual assistant, right? <laughs> yeah yeah but whatever anyways um i re I really do appreciate your time we you know we are all very excited i'm sure your audience is very excited still to see what more you can put out Definitely. Um, anyone you want to plug anyone you want to shout out before um we get to oh. our end <laughs> you know i got a i got a pretty funny video coming out in a little bit and the trick belongs to my homie nick popa it's an original trick created by him, and it's an original presentation by me. Awesome. 
So, uh, shout out Nick Popa. You can go purchase his magic tricks on penguinmagic.com. Penguinmagic.com at Nick Popa. We yeah. All y'all for sticking around and watching the episode. Jack Grady, thank you so much for tuning in and sitting and answering all these questions and getting through my bullshit. <laughs> but no, um, really appreciate your time. Have a good rest hey, no of your problem. day, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome.